0: You're listening to Collaboration Code Radio. We bring together San Diego coding community. My name is Chelsea Kaufman, and I'm the CEO of Learn Academy. And today's guest is Jess Gutenberg, uh, who graduated from Learn Academy uh, just this year. She's now already working as a junior developer at QCentrics, one of our uh, close partners. Uh, and I'm really excited to hang out with you today and to learn more about you and to I hear about your journey through LEARN and what you're doing before and things like that. So thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So just tell me what you've been up to. What have you been doing? Well, I mean, life post
1: LEARN has calmed down a little bit. I'm still riding my bike everywhere and going to the beach, taking advantage of my location in OB. And, you know, I mean, I work, but outside of work, it is, you know, just keeping it simple
0: and kind of returning to the routine boot camp yeah so yeah. things have kind of slowed down after like craziness of boot camp you're moving slowly into life and- oh
1: yeah a very intense and like intentional reset of sorts right like cool. boot camp was the intense experience that it was promised to be and I asked for it to be and now it's just how can I be a good employee and a good person
0: and yeah. <laughs> and you're set you're settling in totally. Qcentric's okay
1: loving Qcentrics cool. yeah they're uh, they were as promised a great place to learn a great partnership great work culture people um it just it suits me well they they work hard and then they also relax hard which is really what i'm about too <laughs> so it's been very nice and i feel like incredibly blessed to have landed in a spot that actually works for me this quickly so
0: that's great Yeah, so like find that kind of balance where you can you know work hard Relax hard, which I like that term better than play hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> totally.
1: <in the> <laughs> Please do. I, yeah. I yeah. do relax hard. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I'm going to do that this afternoon. Uh, cool. <laughs> so let, let's go back a little bit. Um, actually a lot, but tell okay. me uh, about your home. Where did you grow up?
1: Yeah. So I guess I grew up in North Carolina, Winston-Salem, and, you know, lived there for the 18 years as as life goes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, eventually ended up at UNC mm-hmm. and so that's where I did my undergrad and so I'm a big Tar Heel fan that's an important thing to know okay. about me <laughs> <laughs> that that's not up for debate that's a fact <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah so
0: and you're also a, a swim coach mm-hmm. is that true in in high school or, or what where does that fit in
1: yeah sort of always um okay. so I grew up playing soccer and swimming and it was interesting like i was a pretty good soccer athlete yeah. i was a mediocre swimmer but i really enjoyed like the meet planning and and coaching athletes like even at like age 10 i was on like the 6 and under pool deck like helping the little ones swim so as soon as I was able to have a job at like 15, whatever the, the legal age in North <laughs> Carolina was for that, you know, $8 minimum wage, or I think it was less, more like four fifty or something absurd, yep. um, I started some coaching and I did that. I actually stopped doing that only a couple years ago.
0: Cool. Yeah. Did, did you, were computers or anything like that, like a part of your growing up?
1: And not really i mean the aol
0: right like i aim sure. like i chatted <laughs> in high
1: school right like but no. no, <laughs> this is this is an out of left field cool thing for me yeah
0: all right well will we'll get there yeah i'm excited uh, to hear yeah we have the build up <laughs> we've, we've teased it a little bit um cool so okay you you already talked a little bit about uh university of north carolina chapel hill um you have your bachelor's in communication studies and african-american studies do what where did that come from what you
1: You know? know yeah that's a good question I think um I chose coursework that I was interested in at the time at like 18 19 I was sort of struggling to be engaged in anything and I found some courses that I liked that were, you know, in the gen ed path and I sort of just stuck with those. I don't think there was any real like concept of career or what's next. I was working as a lifeguard and swim coaching. Like I honestly felt at the time that was it. And I also felt a degree was important, but I didn't, I didn't really care what the degree was. Like I wish I could say that I was like incredibly motivated and like, <laughs> but I really wasn't. I was absolutely like just getting through.
0: Sure. Yeah. Just getting through, (laughs) but also like a dual major. Sure. There was the
1: dual. I mean, I did it. Right. And I, and I loved it. I loved every moment of the classes, but it wasn't, um, I had no idea what I was going to be doing the second that I got that diploma and I was kind of comfortable with it and just sort of enjoying it.
0: Sure. Yeah. With the thought of like, you could just teach Swim for the rest of your life and right. be happy and yeah. go that way. Right. All right. I get that. Yeah. But you, you, you then decided to keep going in your education. I eventually pivoted back. Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you taught some swim, decided to go back mm-hmm. and get your master's degree uh, in international training and education. Mm-hmm. What What does that entail?
1: So that was it. Was like this moment of. Um, feeling like I needed the change. So now we fast forwarded a couple years, I'm mid-twenties living in Connecticut, swim coaching. And I've decided that what I thought was the beautiful life of swim coaching is actually like rather grueling because it's all evenings and all weekends. So, you know, in your mid-twenties, that's not ideal.
0: (laughs) That is not when other people are working.
1: Right, so I had the opposite schedule of every other person in the world. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? school again. And so I ended up in DC um, in a program to get my teacher credential, which I felt like was a natural evolution of my coaching skill set. And then once I was there, um, I actually found a different degree that I liked more, (laughs) which was the international training education. So I was going to get the credential with that um, and sort of just ended up involved in the higher ed side of this, right? So it was like very comparative education, um, us specifically versus like other nations, right? Like a couple projects um, like US versus Cuba and how two very different nations situate in terms of education and how our politics influence that, culture influences. Um, it was fascinating. I think another round possibly of education where I didn't have great direction, but I was fascinated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of passion.
1: I do, right. Yeah. I come with some energy and <laughs> I like to learn, yeah. Um, but yeah, not always.
0: Cool, well, so then you started doing some teaching I did online courses,
1: right? So the, the the school that I attended, American University, I taught for them.
0: Okay,
1: um, it was actually only one course, and it was online. It was it was very difficult. Um, it was, I mean, it really was like it was a bit of a stretch for me anyway to be teaching a course that I had just finished myself, sure. um, and then online was an extra challenge. Yeah, it was it was what it was. You know, I did I did realize that I didn't think online teaching was for me yeah. that was a really difficult thing to do
0: okay yeah yeah i think that i mean it's a different skill absolutely right? a very different skill than like teaching in person teaching online takes two different things totally
1: i yeah i'm all about like the the getting to know people and like the motivation behind something so it was it was diff- it was really difficult to engage any student yeah. using the coaching skill set because i was so hands-on Right, right, and so you remove that, and you put the barrier of distance and a computer, and I was right.
0: You lose that connection. Yeah, yeah, totally. So at this point, you did, coding comes in kind of around this time. Mm-hmm. How did that co- come about?
1: Well, I'm pleased to say that after some of the misdirection, <laughs> or not even misdirection, but slightly, slightly aimless direction. Okay, I've. I mean, I feel like it like. 30, I've really sort of started to understand myself and who I am and what I want and that this is my life you know like I have to kind of own it and take the initiative there or it doesn't it doesn't happen right. so I've sort of just been I've been waiting for this moment of of clarity about like what I wanted to do what I want to be when I grow up and it started to just sort of come together with some some basic ideas of like, I know I need a challenge. I must have a challenge. That's actually been the primary issue with some of my other jobs is that I, I ultimately don't end up challenged. Mm-hmm. So I need that. And I actually, as we've seen, have a high capacity for change. And code is wonderful for that. There's different languages, there's different types of positions, there's changes to what you're already working on. Right. Um, so that was appealing. Yeah. And then just work-life balance yeah you know it's a wonderful community of (laughs) other people who feel the same way as i do about the importance of that balance
0: you you found an industry that you you signed up for a career that is lifelong learning right right that like you will continue to learn until you decide to stop doing what you're
1: doing yeah i think you nailed it right there yeah i i like to learn and this is 100 percent going to give me that opportunity
0: every day (laughs) (laughs) yes uh cool so you you end up at UCSD Mm -hmm. how did how did that happen what were you doing there
1: well so I was working at UCSD um I started there what 2015
0: Mm -hmm. and you moved from DC I moved from DC
1: after that's what yes so I moved to I moved to San Diego after grad school and then started working at UCSD uh, about a year and a half later okay and it was, I mean, it's a good, stable job. There's, I mean, I, you know, I, it was one of those, like, look at this wonderful university community, like, there's all these events. Again, like, right. the theme of learning here. Sure. Like, I was excited <laughs> by it. Yeah. Um, and change. And change, right. A whole new one more time. News. Yeah, right, here okay. we go. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I still, I just was still waiting for that moment of clarity with what the next step was. Sure. And that UCSD is really where it all started to come together for me. Just the feeling of gearing up for something that I wasn't sure what it was and having the time and the space to figure it out. It was, I mean, it was a wonderful place to be. I had a great set of coworkers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and i it absolutely was the right position for me to figure out what I really wanted to do.
0: Yeah. So then, tell me about the like decision process and the transition from UCSD to Learn.
1: Yeah, it was a long transition. Yeah, it might be your longest transition ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the most methodical. That, you, we definitely, I feel like, became like friends before you even joined the cohort. <laughs> like yeah, you were around a lot. Which I was, was around. Awesome. Yeah, it was great, and I think that you know that helps.
1: I got. Yeah, I feel like I got a lot out of it that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was about a year prior to me actually attending Learn that I hopped on Code Academy and was like, let's see how this goes, right? So I, I like journal every night. I'm now like journaling in HTML, like CSS. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, just, right, right. let's just incorporate you, this into my daily life. Let's yeah. see how this takes. Um, and the
0: transition. Yeah,
1: and I decided that I should start looking at boot camps And, you know, just start kind of gathering information. Yeah, just very slowly getting the lay of the land.
0: What were you looking for? Like in a school or in in a boot camp?
1: Um, I don't think I knew when I was starting to look, right? Sure. So there was a couple places in San Diego. um, Learn was always kind of the immediate front runner. The internship month was like, there was no there was no reason to look anywhere else. The only other appealing option could have been like an evening boot camp Mm -hmm. where I kept my full-time job.
0: Right, right. Right.
1: But the internship for me in San Diego was a big deal. The other option would have been an online program that I could have done while working at UCSD. Right, right. Yeah, but I came to learn actually during my spring break from UCSD and met with Hillary. And you know, I liked the vibe. Um, I got to see the classroom.
0: So you hung out with us for like a year.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it was a full year. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) It just, I mean, it felt right. And so I pretty much committed to it like that day, I feel like. I don't think there was a whole lot of hesitation. Um, The start date was the only question mark. It was a matter of finding the right cohort, the right time, and that's how it went. But I was committed the second that I entered Learn. I knew it was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, And did you do, what kind of like, in, in that year, you've decided you want to go there. what did you What did you do during that time to like prep or to I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I did a lot ready? of prep. I really did. Um, I think like you have to everybody has to find their skill set here, right? Like you have to know yourself well, I think, before you enter something right. like this. Mm-hmm. And like my number one skill, like ninja style, I'm organized mm-hmm. and my time management is great, and I'm really prepared. I would have not been as successful if I entered this without that preparation. Sure. So it's just a matter of me like gathering all the pieces and like feeling fully comfortable. Right. So I mean I guess I initially it was Code Academy. I went through you know the HTML, CSS, JavaScript, round one. Yeah. I touched some React, which was don't be intimidated. Like <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, maybe the first 15 times I looked at React. Yeah. debatable if i still do <laughs> um and then there was some khan academy i did that for SQL, different presentation of information yeah um the online boot camp that i mentioned Flatiron. Mm-hmm. they actually have a really good prep program cool it's like 70 80 hours of like wow. pretty good javascript yeah. ruby um info yeah. so i recommend that um i went to a lot of meetups you know yeah. one or two a month which over time really accumulates like you meet some people yep And yeah, I mean, I started, I did jumpstart with Learn in the summer.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And I just, I mean, I kind of just kept going. I didn't, I knew there were phases. Like during the more intense UCSD periods, it was very light code work, Mm -hmm. four or five hours a week on the side. Yeah. Summer was go time, 20 hours a week. Yeah. Let's pick this up. And it just sort of cycled through that all the way up until the day I walked into Learn's door, February 11th. Yeah.
0: Well, tell me about that first day.
1: Oh, uh, I was so like relieved to finally be there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've been prepping for like the anticipation of that first day.
1: Yeah, it felt, it was cool. Like the first day was cool. It was a nice, um, it was nice to like meet the cohort of people I was going to be with. Mm -hmm. And I sort of immediately very much liked uh, like that group of people. Like I just liked who we were Right. Um, which was consoling because I think, I think leading up to boot camp, my number one anxiety was probably the pair part, right? Mm-hmm. And especially at that point, I'd been flying solo for a full year by myself. Right. So I've now built up my own habits yeah. in a way that actually a lot of others hadn't. Right. And I was really concerned about that and just my ability to, to navigate my own personal pressure, with beside someone else and how that communication would be. And, you know, that was, the, that was the only anxiety for me, I
0: think. Yeah, how'd you work through it?
1: Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not terrible with people and I can communicate, <laughs> but it turns out I have okay. a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So in actuality, it was pretty much just
0: fine. Right, right, right. It was just the leading up to the unknown. Yeah, right, it was the unknown. Yeah. And that's, that was what it was.
1: Yeah, lots um, of unknown,
0: not knowing the people. Mm-hmm. And then not knowing that that process of working with others. Sure,
1: and that's why the people probably stuck out to me on the first day. As I was, I was greatly relieved that I was not going to have a problem with the vast majority of people there. Yeah. so yeah. that was good. That's uh, great. Yeah,
0: cool. So then, tell me, how did you find? Um, you know, your the. Tell me about your favorite parts of learn
1: sure so I've, I've actually left you a couple of reviews so if anyone wants to read them you can i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna choose something different today okay. that i actually regret that i didn't put in some of those reviews um and i, I appreciated the teacher's diversity and skill set actually um i felt like no matter what the moment was whether you needed someone to talk to or you needed to be pushed in terms of code or you needed some help with something command line, like whatever it was, you sort of after maybe a week even knew the person to go to and they were very happy to help and everybody could help all the time. That wasn't, that's not what I'm saying, but it was just a very nice set of four people to be in front of us and to be sort of guiding us through this. Um, And yeah, I think that was, that left a big impression on me in terms of just who learn is and, the kind of people you bring in to represent you every day.
0: Yeah, yeah that's something that we, we talk a lot about, the um, dynamics and the makeup of our teaching staff, that like, it, to me it is really important to have the people that are you know more junior uh, developers and then having the seniors there also so that the seniors don't always remember what it was like to learn javascript mm-hmm. 20 years ago or mm-hmm. not 20 but you know what i mean whatever
1: yeah yeah
0: and so sometimes it's hard to go back and relate to that yeah uh, and it's just a matter of relating to what you're going through uh and then also having you have the experience of the seniors that are like can you can talk to them about you know what it was like to work in different environments and things like that but then also have the juniors there to be like oh my gosh this is so hard mm-hmm.
1: absolutely it oh. was very much noticed and
0: appreciated. That's awesome. Yeah. Was there, like, a specific language or project or something that, like, stuck out for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I love the capstone. Like, my group, Bundle Execs, getting a shout-out right now. Um, I was, you know, I think, again, the, the instructors did a nice job of putting us in groups, um, and my group was spot on. Like, I think we had a really nice um, set of code skills and a really nice set of personalities that, Mm -hmm. like for me, who at that moment was like in in an intense place, I had people who were going to chill me out. Mm -hmm. And then I was also gonna amp up them a little bit, right? Like we played really well with each other and I thought we created an awesome project and it was nice to like fully own something and It was, it was great. I mean, I, you know, we started with our wireframe and two weeks later had a product that actually pretty much looked like that picture and it was, I mean, it was just to take ownership over that and to kind of have that in my, like my tool belt of sorts or just like things that I've done was a really nice moment.
0: Yeah. What was the project?
1: So we created MobFit, which was basically like- Mob Fit? Mob Fit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like think like um, informal meetup style, like take advantage of San Diego's beautiful parks, beaches, outdoor spaces. Yeah. And let's say that you're a trainer and you hop on and you wanna create an event for a cliff walk at Sunset Cliffs, yeah. you just post the event, people can sign up to attend totally informally, no cash, nothing like that. And it gives trainers an opportunity to get a little bit of, um, advertising. I don't know advertising is the word, but like get themselves out there a little yeah. bit, build and up then, their clientele. Sure, there you go. Sure. And for other people to get a, nice, a work, a, you know, workout outside.
0: Yeah, free. Huh. So it's like flash mob meets you know personal training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. It was cool. Uh, great. So, uh, so what part within that you know capstone? What was your responsibilities? What was it like working in that team?
1: We definitely all had very different responsibilities. We overlapped because you know four people. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, I felt like I took the lead with a lot of the, like backend code. Part of the reason we chose to do MobFit was really an understanding of the skills that we had and what we could do that was going to showcase that. Yeah. And so MobFit um, had two different. Like dashboards, one for trainers, one for athletes. Mm-hmm. So that gave us like a pretty. Um, I mean, it wasn't that large of a of a database system, but th- the model was a little more robust than it had to be. Um, the permissions were a little more robust than they had to be, but it let us, as a foursome that were a little more backend oriented, capitalize on that versus putting all of our money into the front-end CSS. So it gave us a lot of different opportunities to all touch different things. And, and I think that, I mean, I definitely was a lot of the back-end there. I worked with some React as well. Um, and Robert was certainly our, our project manager and led the way there. And I probably led the way on the code side.
0: Sure. Yeah, it was fun. What a great experience.
1: It was awesome, yeah.
0: So to be that, to get to the point where you're, where you're taking all the things that you learn and put it into something that you built, that you came up with and you built yeah. yourself.
1: It was really fun, it really was. And it felt like we had a good picture of it from the first day mm-hmm. and how to actually turn that into code. And it was, I mean, it actually like fully exceeded my expectations in terms of what I thought we'd be able to fully outline and accomplish. Like we were very practical about it. Yeah, it was cool.
0: That's great. That's great. So, looking back, are there what are three things you wish you knew before you started?
1: Well, I, th- I mean, I think I I think I took good advice actually from from you at Learn, um, which was to take lots of advice. <laughs> so I'm going to share some of that. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, my first is really to like get to know the scene right, go to the meetups, take advantage of learn alum, get coffee, that's really like how you start to figure this world out. And I mean, even if you're not, if, even if you don't have the time to really dive into the code, I do think the meetup scene is important. Um, and even if it's a small learn community meetup, that's still a good place to get some information. Mm-hmm. And then my my other piece of advice would be to do your prep work. I think it gives you more space during bootcamp to take things to a, a slightly different level, like start working on your GitHub repository, start creating other projects, start your portfolio. And if you're so bogged down with like the daily of the syllabus, you don't have the time to do that. You absolutely don't have the energy. But if you've done a lot of that prep work, you've sort of, you've got a little bit of time um, or a little bit of headspace to get the things done that you will ultimately want and need to have done. Um, But you can push yourself in a different way if you've done that prep work. And I think the the third piece of advice I would have is that with, with the knowledge that you now have entering, don't get so overly stressed in the daily lesson. If you don't get it or you don't finish whatever it is, I'm not saying there's no repercussion, like it's good to understand, but the repetition of concepts will be there. It, you will get through it and not everything will come naturally. So there is the one piece of advice that I wish that I had taken myself was a little more patience in that regard.
0: Patience. And we talk a lot about the idea of trusting the process. Sure. Of, of Like you said, that you may not, you won't grasp everything in one day. Right. Right, that that is an impossible thing for anyone to mm-hmm. do. And so understanding that there is a, a reason behind uh, the lessons and things like that that right. will lead you where you need to go.
1: Right. You somehow get there. I mean, I'll say... It's not
0: somehow. It's very planned. You do. But- <laughs> well,
1: we'll feel like somehow is the totally, student. Totally, totally. I don't know how this happened. That's why the, the capstone sticks out to me is that, you know, it's like this... Right. Can we pull this off?
0: And then you and did. like you do. That's so awesome. <laughs> it is. Right. That you go from like not you know, and a lot of people come in pretty green mm-hmm. and then getting to that place where they're like building their own app by the end of the program is is a it's very eye-opening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's bewildering in yeah. a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so you also uh, I hear have a really awesome portfolio site. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you don't have to roll your eyes when I give you a compliment. Thank you.
1: <laughs> eyes still.
0: Uh, so, tell, what did you build that during the class? I did. Yeah. Um, what was that? What languages did you use? What What's that process like?
1: I wish I could take like full credit for this portfolio. <laughs> Truthfully, this is like a wonderful bootstrap template. I, Great. You know, I mean, I did I did add to it, right? Like you yeah. can put your own touch on these things. Sure. Um, I think it's important to show your personality, like that's how you engage. If that's how you're going to engage people or employers or recruiters or whomever it is, um, better be (laughs) likable. So, I I mean, I didn't, again, I understood my skills. Mm -hmm. CSS is not my skill. So I chose something that was going to have a lot of that built in, and then I worried about a lot of functionality. Does the modal work? Does the contact form work? The right. things like that that, that I important. could that are important, <laughs> right. And I could push myself on, and I would enjoy, yeah. Um, but weren't going to be kind of a, a tiresome exercise, sure. and not even showcase what I'm skilled at. Good at
0: yeah. yeah. I just had this conversation with another student about portfolio sites. That the the point of a portfolio site is to show off what you can do, mm-hmm. just like you said. And so if you want your portfolio site to be your portfolio, then spend the time doing that. But if you want it to just be the vehicle that, you know, gives people the things that you're good at. And I think that was a really good thing to recognize that those templates are great. Make Mm -hmm. them, you know, work and work for you. Right. And then use them to know who you are. Show off your stuff. Show off what you're good at. Yeah. You know, and I love your, your, uh, ability to recognize the things that you're good at and not good at is such a great uh a skill a life skill that you know to be Thanks. able to do that I think is so important
1: yeah and I that's my advice for everyone right is really start to you don't need to limit yourself you can't you can't limit yourself sure. right I presented as a fully full stack person yeah. and this portfolio did present me as a full stack yeah. person because it was polished right but I didn't have to spend my time worrying about flexbox or
0: <laughs> right. Well, and I think color. that you can be a, a a full stack developer and and be good at one or the other, mm-hmm. right? It full stack just means you understand both of them right. and you understand the sides of all of it, and so you can be in one world or the other. You can be passionate about one or the other, and and that I think there are very few very people successful. out there that are just great at everything. Like that's one hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent. And so
0: being able to say, Yeah, I am great at this, I am not great at that, is is a good trait. Yeah. Absolutely. Think, for a student and I think for an employee as as you keep going. Thank you. Um cool. So tell me a little bit about the the program and getting into the internship, the interviewing with other companies, how did you decide? Um, and you know, what was that interview process
1: like? I mean, it was stressful, right? I mean, it feels, yeah. and, it, and we're 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 told this
0: <laughs> that we try and uh, warn you. Yeah,
1: we are we are told that this feels like the most stressful moment in our lives, and it is actually not. <laughs> sure, that's true. Yeah, I did feel like it was the most stressful moment of my life. <laughs> yeah, um, but you got through it. I got through it. Yeah, and I liked every company actually that I interviewed with. Yeah, right. I mean. I, it was a great diverse group, I was lucky. I think I ended up with like six different interviews because we were just a lot of different companies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different exposure um, and a lot of moments of being able to refine your pitch about who you are, yeah. which was really important. Yeah. Um, so it, was, it became less about the stress of where I end up and more about how can I fine tune this So after the third or fourth i was i was sort of the reality of i will be placed somewhere right 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 i would prefer it to be one of two places possibly but i will get placed somewhere right and i will be okay and now i actually have a pretty good interview script for this set of five to six questions
0: yeah that's so great because i think that you know we we set it up that way kind of intentionally that you have to go through this interview process, which is stressful. Mm-hmm. I understand, um, but in the end, no matter what, everyone gets something. Yeah, and so hopefully you can take that opportunity, and it sounds like you did, to learn about the interview process and to really refine that your own pitch.
1: Yeah, it's important. Take your own notes. Like, know, you know, your my hardest one was my first one with Rob. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: I'm sure he'll <laughs> like to hear that. I mean, you can let
1: Rob know. <laughs> he was the scariest one. He broke me down, yep. <laughs> that's
0: great. <laughs> On my birthday, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's... You will like that story. Uh, cool. Well, in that, do you do you have any tips for people that are in the interview process? Breathe. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, breathe just through all of this. I think... When we a lot of the questions that I had for other people or for other companies were very centered on like, what do you want in a junior developer or a junior engineer? And like by and large, the response is like a hunger to learn. So have some self-awareness about what you know and what you don't know, and that's okay, yeah. but also express that desire to learn. like be hungry. And I think if you can somehow maintain the balance of those two things, like you're an employable person. You can clearly communicate if you've done that. And people understand that you don't know everything. You have to understand that you don't know everything and be okay with that and own that in a way that works for an interview.
0: So you've now made the transition. Uh, You went to QCentrics. as an intern, mm-hmm. you've now been hired on as a junior developer. That's very exciting. Yes, very exciting. Um, what is your favorite part about being a web developer? Um,
1: you know, I think experiencing kind of small success has become a highlight. Uh, I was given some very good advice by one of the people who has supervised me during my time at QCentrics. And one of the days where I was worked up over just not being able to work through something, um, she just sort of said, like, look, we're not expecting you to finish this, like, rapidly. Um, You need to walk away every day with something you've learned. Like, that's the best measure of any kind of growth here. It's not going to be the speed of anything. It's not going to be the points you get per sprint. But do your best to just note that. And I, I journal every day, so this has kind of become a part of my routine of just noting the one thing that I've learned every day. And it's become very easy to see like incremental small success. Last night, I, my, my my lead review for this card I was finishing up um, asked me to basically completely re- rework the specs on how I did it, really just for the the exercise of doing it. And I, I, got, I mean, I got it done in about two and a half hours, and it sort of just came to my brain yeah. in a way that it hasn't before. And I mean, I would, have, I would have noticed the success regardless of my smaller measurements, but it's been very nice to see that growth and just continuing to get better um, and just gathering knowledge, it's, it's really cool. and they're patient so far with that
0: what a great environment to be in to set those those clear goals and expectations with you so that you have that confidence that you don't have to finish everything and and that you can learn and grow in in the opportunity
1: yeah that's really great I was very much appreciated because I mean I there I put pressure on myself like there's no Sure. I mean that's not a mystery or something that people don't know I wear it on my face it's obvious <laughs> everyone knows where I'm at at all times yep,
0: <laughs> yep. I have that same problem
1: right <laughs> you are similar there yes. that's true yes Um I'm very emotive yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think it's a good thing right, <laughs> right. It, but it it, it right. has lent to getting good advice <laughs> because sure. people can see it
0: right totally it's not as great for podcasting because no one can see what I'm saying. No one doing.
1: knows. Right? We're good right now, folks. Don't right. worry. Everything's
0: good. Yeah. Our smiles and all those things. Cool. And so I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, women in tech. Okay, cool. That we, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about. It, it is really important for Learn and mm-hmm. to help build that community. Can you tell me a little bit about, like, you're, you're new in the industry. hmm Um, what your experiences have been like and if if you've had any struggles or anything like that along the way or successes
1: for sure I I think I've been really lucky in this regard Um, as you've said you know as like CEO basically of learn like you've created a world where women are supported Um, my cohort was basically 50 50 and my my work is similar um we were probably closer to 50-50, we've had some changes, so I think we're, but we have a great representation of women there. Yeah. And I've been lucky that I haven't felt really any negativity from anyone at any great. moment. Um, I've also aligned myself with a couple of the, like Women Who Code or Girls in Tech like meetup scenes. So I've, I've sort of positioned myself maybe t- to be in a safe, inclusive environment at all times but it has been wonderful and inclusive um and I think like the 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 most important thing for women like whether we're in code or in education or swim coaching is to just like be supportive of each other and encourage each other and raise each other up and that will spread like and I, I think I've been lucky possibly but maybe it's San Diego I don't know
0: well maybe a little both yeah a lot of both probably I think that you you it sounds like you've been very intentional about yeah that's the kinds of environments you want to put yourself into Uh, and maybe you you've been aware or even not aware that you've been attracted to environments that support women and things like that yeah that I think that you know asking the right questions and finding the right groups of people to support you are important getting involved with women who code or girls in tech and there's lots of resources out there for women coming into the industry or people that are wanting to learn and grow in the industry too right right and
1: yeah as you said for me it feels like there's so many women in the development (laughs) world because that's what I see sure sure (laughs) but yes I have intentionally put myself in those situations so I encourage you to do the same
0: yeah well and I think that you know it, it's not always that way. Right. Like, I would love to be able to say all of our classes are 50-50, no, right. and, and, yeah. but that's not the case. And so I think that your words of encouragement of supporting each other and things like that, especially I think as alumni of, of LEARN or being a part of the community, that when we do have those cohorts that are um, not as equally represented, mm-hmm. that they have other people to support them. Absolutely. That, that's important. Finding ways to do that, I think, yeah, uh, is what we are continuing to try to do, and you know, invite our students to participate
1: in. Right, absolutely. I think my first meeting with a learn alum uh, was with Sienna, so I was, I was from the beginning set up, you know, yeah. with that, with that outlook, yeah. and it was it paid off for me. That's great. Yeah, that's
0: great. Do you have any last advice for? Anyone looking to learn to code? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: I've said it, but I mean, I really think we're all different. We all need different levels of preparation or time or focus. So know yourself, um, capitalize on that. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to gain entry into any new career is to come with the skills you come with and learn how to transfer those to a different world find your value and voice yeah absolutely because and that is actually what makes this really important is that we the the whole point of boot camps is to bring in different you know different people to the tech scene yes and so you have to know what your value is and learn how to transfer that
0: that's great that's great well thank you so much for hanging out with me today totally loved learning a little bit more about you and your background and your journey through LEARN, how we love having you a part of the community and really look forward to seeing what you do in the next few years. Cool. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for listening to another episode of Collaboration Code Radio. You can check us out at learnacademy.org. Thanks.